Good afternoon, Camp Davy Crockett. I'm Stefan. And I'm Zeph. And I'm James. And welcome to the Camp Davy Chronicles. And that, that ladies and gentlemen, is my best Hayden impression right there. Oh, that was a great Hayden impression, Stephen. You know, so uh, just to, to explain real quick uh, why Stephen is here again, um, it's because... We all decided that he's better than Hayden, so... Uh, I mean, that's that's a given. <laughs> no, uh, Hayden is not feeling well today, so we decided that since uh, I had an absentee episode, it was his turn to do the same. So, Stephen, uh, another of our previous guests, has now graduated alongside JD to guest host status. Yippee! Congratulations. I feel and honored. we have with us our new guest interviewee person... Uh, dining hall director and aspiring late night host James Crossell. Thank you. You know, it seemed a little like you forgot my name there. For no, a no, 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 no. I did absolutely not forget your name, Jose. <laughs> um, in case you are confused, um, that is his camp nickname, or something that he gets called at camp is Jose. It's not actually that I forgot his name, although um, um, Jonathan, I just want to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway. I'm sensing a mild pattern here. No, yeah. What? What? Jo, 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 well, actually, two uh, guests in a row with a J name. That's true. Cool. So, James. You, James, you're supposed yeah. to say something. <laughs> Are you excited <laughs> to be on the podcast, I am, James? I am thrilled to be on the podcast. I didn't think I'd be invited. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, we just... Uh, Never mind. We invited you because uh, actually you were one of our first test listeners. I think I was. I, I think I was one of the first people ever to listen to it in our cabin here yeah. at Baby Crockett. I think you may have been the first besides me and Hayden to hear the test pilot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, and the pe- test pilot was great. Yeah, you know? no one else will ever hear it. So, uh, <laughs> it actually doesn't exist anymore. I'm pretty sure. That is upsetting. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it is week two of summer camp. Woo! And uh, we just got back from the volleyball game Thursday did. night. How we did that go, back. Stephen? Well, did not go as well as we hoped. We did lose. We went. Uh, Scoutmasters won the first game. We won the second game. And then Scoutmasters won the third game. Because that, yes. that's how math works. It is, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I was impressed by how staff played today. I think we played really well. Just Scoutmasters outplayed us. Yeah. They played better. It was my favorite year all, really. We yeah. did. It, it was a good game. I was uh, sports casting for the for the YouTube channel. He was. And, uh, you know, I'm very much of an amateur when it comes to sports. So, you know, uh, that might show a little. But I did my best. And I, it forced me to pay a little more attention than I usually do. Although I was still very distracted. And, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was it was a good game. And I, it was cl- a lot closer than last week. It right? was. Yeah. All right, so congrats on that. James, uh, how have you felt about this week so far? I think it's been a fantastic week. Definitely a different um, environment than week one was. I think everybody's really figuring out what they're doing here at camp. That's true. Putting their best forward, but it's, it's been a great week here. How are things going down at the dining hall? I think it's gone really well. It's been a really great week down there. Um, like I said, everybody's getting into their rhythm of everything and we've cut down our time on 
yeah. preparing everything That's about good. how. We also finally had a breakfast that didn't include biscuits. I know, that's Praise like reason for celebration. <laughs> Congratulations, James. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. For <laughs> I, I, I should probably clarify for those listening. It's like the biscuits we have down here at camp are really good. Mm -hmm. It's just after having them for three weeks every day for the solid three weeks they do get a little bit old after a while so we got some waffles this morning waffles and bacon and it was when uh my staff area was serving so i like to think oh, that we were a, a good luck charm there you, you were the people with the waffle <laughs> you were the waffle kings um can you explain the biscuits james yeah explain so, the biscuits so I, think, I think it does need a little bit of explanation um we do not want to serve biscuits every day to my understanding the okay. issue is is like a lot of things right now the supply chain is kind of messed yeah. up yeah and so basically whenever we order a breakfast bread product if they don't have it it's replaced with biscuits and so um, it's been biscuits, biscuits, and a couple more biscuits down okay. the line. Um, excuses is what I'm hearing, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for enlightening us. That's sir. what I heard as well. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so guess what? Fun fact. Um, I did hear that there is another podcast represented on camp today. Oh, man. This, this week. Do we have I competition? Was, no, I don't think so. It's not, it's not a published podcast. Uh -huh. <laughs> but when I was giving my tour... On Sunday, I, of course, you know, as you do, plugged the Camp David Chronicles to the group. At, but actually, they're the ones who brought up podcasts first. Because as we were walking, someone was like, oh, man, this would be great for the podcast. And I was like, wait, what, did you say podcast? And I plugged Camp David Chronicles. And they're like, wait, you guys have a podcast, like, for real? And I was like, yes, we do have a real podcast. And it turns out that this troupe uh, has a um, not – it's not pretend podcast. Like, they have recorded – podcasts on their campouts and stuff but it's just not published so it's like their private uh podcast but it was um a very very interesting moment to uh uh have that connection when yeah. they're the ones who brought up podcasts before i even got a chance to plug it that's a yeah. first time for sure yes yeah. <laughs> so shout out to the um uh five guys one cabin podcast i think is what it was called um, something that's, like that. that's an interesting name for a podcast yeah. I, I was gonna say that we should encourage them to publish it maybe i don't know well hey if you guys do publish it let us know and we yeah. might we might just give you guys a shout out maybe school. maybe it better be uh it better be good live up to the name absolutely <laughs> um so james Another thing I want to uh, talk to you about today is you have this hose down by the <laughs> dining hall. Oh, this uh, this very interesting uh, water hose. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell us about that hose? I can. So we have a water hose that is two hoses connected to one another. Um, one of them is black and it works just fine. And the other is red and it does not work fine. Um, it was <laughs> tangled the other day in what I would say about 15 different languages. Um, um, you know who had a hand in uh, tangling them? I, I think I think we might have a guess uh, well, by looking at those very hands. Well, they were already tangled. To be fair, I untangled the hoses from each other, but they were still screwed together. And I tried very hard to unscrew them from <laughs> each other so I could take one of them to water the flowers out front of the dining hall. Mm -hmm. They're very pretty flowers, and it's my job as ecology director to uh, to water them. You have. You've been scarring them along uh, the way. Yeah, apparently. I've been. Well, I, that was only a couple of days. 
Um, but I really wanted to use this hose because the hose I had been using, you guys took into the dish room. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, this, this gray hose connected to the red hose looked really nice. And I tried to unscrew it, but it wouldn't unscrew. And I uh, fought it very hard and valiantly, <laughs> but it was a losing battle, and I blistered my fingers. It was a combination of it was very hot and also abrasion a, a of, you know, unscrewing. <laughs> yeah. So I have uh, three out-of-commission fingers currently from blisters, and people have been asking me constantly because, of course, or especially earlier when I had big green uh, adhesive stuff around them to protect them. Now I've graduated to Band-Aids. So people were asking, what happened to your fingers? And I told them, listen... To the podcast and i'll tell you about it yeah. because i don't miss any chance i get to plug <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely i dare say that's a first for injuries here there's been a lot of blisters from a lot of different things <laughs> but unscrewing a hose is definitely a first here you can put your name in the history books if as uh the ho- first <laughs> the first to the get first hose blisters. <laughs> to get hose blisters maybe i also think actually though speaking of uh history books i think because of that um uh, protective tape I had around my fingers, um, one of those fingers being my right thumb. I think there's a good chance I'm the first ecology director in camp history to have a literal green thumb. Oh, there you go. That's one. That's one for the history books right there. <clears throat> Absolutely. So James, you are our guest, and as such, we are going to interview you today. Stephen, do you want to ask the first question? I would love to ask the first question. Here you go. Here's my handy-dandy notebook. Oh, man. (laughs) I remember just, you know, a couple weeks ago when, you know, I was on the other side of the table and you guys were the ones, like, shining the light in my eyes as you (laughs) these questions. Actually, the light is behind James, not in front of him. Close enough. (laughs) All right. James, Jose, whatever you like to go by. How many years have you been on camp staff? And what is your current position? And what are any of your former positions on camp staff? All right. Your life history. Life history. Uh, of here. specifically being on camp staff. Your Navy camp Crockett. life history. <laughs> yes. And I think that's really when life starts. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Staff members. Crockett. <laughs> uh, so I started working here three years ago. This makes my third summer. So I started in 2020. Ah, interesting year. It was an interesting interesting year. Um, There was a lot of unique parts of that year. uh, But in my opinion, that is maybe the most fun year I've ever worked. What? (laughs) I will say it was an interesting year, but it did. That year did run pretty smoothly. It did. It ran smoothly, but uh, hard disagree on most fun. I I would say the stress overall was not fun. I think that... Out of everybody's stress, us having to make some joy out of it became a lot of fun. True. Uh, Class schedule was not fun that year, though. No, that was definitely a unique class schedule. I think the campers agreed on that one. True. But at least they were having a different class every block. We were doing the same one twice a day all week. Yeah, um, you could teach those in your in your sleep. I, I mean, it's kind of like the biscuits. It's like there's nothing wrong with them, <laughs> but it does get old after a little while. Yeah, this, there yeah. can be some things like that on camp when you work for it on when you work on camp staff for a whole summer. I can speak <laughs> English is hard. That's yes. what they claim. That's what <laughs> James. Um, 
uh, you were, yeah, continue answering the question. So I started back in 2020 as a merit badge staffer. I taught the, what I consider to be the best Indian lore merit badge class okay. at camp. Okay. We originated with the Indian lore drip here at camp. What? It was, oh. it was super tradable here during that year. Okay. So the merit badge has these kits that you uh, create crafts with Native American necklaces and some little bags and things like that and there would be kids who didn't take the merit badge who would go all around camp saying can i get some of that indian uh, indian lord drip and they would <laughs> they would trade candy bars all kinds of stuff to oh get these gosh. necklaces and, and all over camp so so do you just start a mini black market on camp for <laughs> candy for indian lord <laughs> they weren't specifically trading to me they were trading to the other campers uh -huh. after the merit oh right, sure. right okay it's <laughs> like the trading card black market yeah uh, and there, there seems to be a black market. There does. Your trading card was just given out at the end of the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're the you're the hard to catch uh, Pokemon this year. Yeah, I've only signed two of them so far <laughs> with my pen. Yeah, your yeah. pen. Yeah, because you you're not carrying around your own. Yeah, it bled in my pocket uh, today. <laughs> oh yeah, our second guest in a row with a blue ink spill story. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he spilled a, a blue ink pen. I did. It it spilled <laughs> all over my scout pen pocket. We we got to um, keep the trend going. So let's hope that all of our other guests also have blue ink spills. Stories. I think if they don't, we should create a uh, sort of like a, a cartoon style bucket dropping <laughs> over the door just as they walk into the. <laughs> yes. they, leave, they come in normal they leave like smurfs yes indeed um oh i have a question for steven actually but you're still in the middle of i am still in the middle okay. that's okay we get off track here and that's the point um where was i on this? Uh, you were all a right. merit badge instructor teaching indian lore and all the kids wanted to get those yeah. uh swaggy kits yeah they great kits yes. um and so in between teaching that merit badge i volunteered in the dining hall um one day i was sent down there uh and back then we uh, because of it being such a unique year we were packaging food and sending it out to the campsites instead right. of the scouts coming to the dining hall and at that point, I kind of made a connection with some of the dining hall staff. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And so I would kept volunteering every day to fill those slots in the dining hall, mm -hmm. which previously they were like having to just volunteer people. Nobody was wanting to do it. And so I think after my fifth day of volunteering, uh, Miss Judy, our business manager here at camp, uh, came up to me and I asked if there was an open slot. And she said, you're doing it for the rest of the summer. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. And so I did it every day. Uh, and then the next year, I applied to work in dining hall full time. Uh, and so last year, 2021, I was dining hall staff. <clears throat> and in 2022 now, I've become the dining hall director. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And that's, um, so now we have enough dining hall staff from our, um, I don't know, how do you, so ex explain how the staff dynamic works, because there's the dining hall staff, and then there's the, 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 the dining hall lunch ladies, like, what's the yeah. difference there? So the difference is, is it's broken up into two different categories, and basically think of it as a wall. So there's the dining hall director um, and dining hall staff, which is me, and that's the area where you eat in, that's the area that has the tables. Um, we're responsible for making sure that everything runs in and out of that area uh, smoothly. 
uh, as well as making sure that the dish room is taken care of. And then there's the kitchen staff and kitchen director. And our kitchen director is a woman named Lori who's worked here. A long time. I think time. this Why is like long? her 12th year um, and like her eighth year as the director. Okay. Um, and then she has her staff. Uh, most of us, at least uh, in the dining hall, we just call them the ladies, like the right. dining hall ladies. Yes. It's, right. It's sort of like a musical group. You know, <laughs> <ladies>. <laughs> Band name. Yeah. They, they are all ladies. They are. Okay. They are. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. This year, we have um, a new lady named Caleb. Um, <laughs> and he's, he works here about one day a week. Okay. This is um, not Ranger Caleb. <laughs> no, it is not Ranger he Caleb. He did used to be dining hall staff. He did. He I did, think yeah. he was, I don't know that he was ever the director director but i think that he was kind of the last person who really right you I know i think this is the first time that we i feel like a, this is the first time we've had a dining hall director it is actually like, as opposed to a kitchen director or head cook yeah this first year we've ever done this yeah last time that we had trading cards which was a few years ago um lori had a trading card because she was the dining hall director or head cook or whatever it said on there which this is the first time we've had trading cards in at least three years yeah but, i think that's the, yeah but uh, now you're on one of them. So I am. Congratulations. And it's really, it's it's a rounding moment because one of my favorite stories about the past trading cor- cards um, from Lori is she used to have a trading card, like you mentioned, and her task um, for the kids to get the trading card was to put a bell on our former camp director, um, <laughs> Freddie. And so there would be one night, as I understood it, where campers would sneak and hang little bells all over his uniform and so he would leave the dining hall one night and you would just hear this jangling sound of him coming down the um the hallway and the reasoning behind the bell was that apparently he was kind of um, a light walker and and in the old dining hall they had these heavy fans running all the time so he would just sneak up on the ladies and scare them and so they they wanted to put a bell on freddy um but the the rounding moment on this is uh, on our 50th anniversary patch um the csp in honor of freddy um has a little bell in the corner really and that's where that comes from that's funny i didn't know that yeah cool trivia cool trivia okay so james the next interview question um hold on first i was about to say we need a stefan update because especially since we have stefan here we can have our our first uh segment of has Stefan stepped something yet this summer? Stefan has not stepped anything so far. So far, there's still two week, two three weeks left in the summer something camp like season, that. somewhere around there. But so far, we're good. We're okay. fine. Nothing has been stepped yet. I heard tell that you broke a muzzle loader again. Something was almost happened <laughs> this week. But no, I learned from my mistakes last time and I decided, okay, I'm not going to try and resolve the situation because last time I did that, it ended up breaking. I'm just going to give this to someone who actually knows what they're doing. So you're saying the last time that you broke a muzzleloader is because you were trying to fix the muzzleloader? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I feel like I didn't explain the muzzleloader story last time, but... I think that's all the explanation we need, Steve. It well, sounds fine. like you're just, uh, you're just, uh, uh... 
Okay, so James, <laughs> um, what troop were you in, and how many years have you been in scouting? So I am in uh, BSA Troop 107 wow. uh, in Bristol, Tennessee, over Mountain District. Um, and I have been in scouting for three years now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm fairly new to the BSA program. Right. And so you've been on camp staff pretty much the whole time. I have actually. This, was camp staff your like introduction to it, or was was it before that? No. Um. Actually, I might have lied to you. It might be four years now that okay. I've been in scouting. So my first year at summer camp was 2019, and I came to Camp Davy Crockett. Um, about three weeks after I joined with my troop. The okay. scout camp was really my first introduction to anything scouting related. Uh, and then the next year, 2020, um, we were, Davy Crockett was a little understaffed. And so uh, they were having pretty much everybody on staff just call anybody that they knew that they thought might be interested yeah. in working here. Yep. And I was one of those phone calls. <laughs> and so I came rolling in here, you know, like a week and a half late for all the trainings and everything and just figure it out from there. Well, congratulations figuring out. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So by any chance, do you remember who gave you that phone call? Yes, so that would be Clayton Carr, our oh, um, mouse patrol. Our mouse, mouse patrol, patrol here at Baby Crockett. Um, yeah. And that was the year, that 2020 was the year he got that nickname. Same yes, year I got the was. nickname Jose. <clears throat> We're going to have to save that story for some time, like for a YouTube shorter. Maybe, something. maybe. What, mouse patrol explanation? Yeah, mouse patrol. I, I was a little bit of, I remember being a little bit offended by the mouse patrol actually because i i had uh in the past i had gone to uh um relocate mice from from cabins and then clayton started having the task of, of setting up traps everywhere and i was like come on man we should just be like introducing snakes or something but no one seemed to like that idea for some reason anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so your dream was to just have like a lot of snakes yeah yeah i want more snakes on camp that's that's mm. my goal Okay, so, <laughs> Stephen, we got the next question. All right, James, what is your favorite campsite and shelter? Campsite and shelter, so separately? Yeah, uh, separately. Yeah. What's okay. your favorite Pro campsite? Program. Yeah, campsite and program shelter. All right, so I'm going to be a little sentimental here. I think my favorite campsite is probably the Mountain Lion campsite. Yeah, let's go! Mountain Lion represent! Okay. Yeah, and so my reasoning behind this, I have two reasons. Okay. Number one, uh, that was the first campsite I stayed in in 2019, and so I have some special memories there. And number two, the path, I don't know that it's cleared out for this summer, but there's a path in between... Uh, the old parade field and pool yeah, that yeah. you can go down and you can get to the campsite. It, it Back whenever we used to have flags in mm -hmm. the old parade yep. field, it was a great shortcut to get there. It's a shady path to walk to the campsite, and it's a general central location to everything in camp. Absolutely. It's the greatest campsite by far. A a amen. Uh, yeah, the, the path is still there. I just took one of my nature classes on it today. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I will say that is, a, that is a good little trail right there because my trooper usually stay in buffalo campsite so we would use that trail every now and then yeah as well. there's there's a little fork in the trail that if you go to the right it'll take you up to the road outside of buffalo but if you go left it takes you right into the back of the mountain line campsite you're already there you don't even have to yeah. keep walking on the roads you don't that's how much better mountain line is yeah. than buffalo no <laughs> yes. buffalo is closer to 
everything else in mountain lion is so shorter walking not the pool mountain lion is is, is... Nah, it's close enough <laughs> i think you need to have the people share it with us you know team buffalo team yeah mountain team lion. buffalo or team mountain lion <laughs> do we need to get a poll going on twitter <laughs> Instagram. we don't have enough followers for a twitter poll we did get a retweet though oh man one of my staff quotes got retweeted by one of our followers nice it Which... was uh it was a sean it was a quote from sean that was uh i might slightly paraphrase because i'm not looking at it but it was uh like my phone also said that it's a great day to go outside and take a walk but i'm going to ignore that advice <laughs> which that is a pretty good quote I oh, yes <laughs> accurate to most camps yep members <laughs> indeed so uh shelter next shelter that is a very difficult question we have a fan- lot of fantastic shelters uh here at camp um if I was being sentimental, my actually not even sentimental, I will say my favorite shelter is Raccoon Shelter. Hey. So my reasoning behind this is, uh, again, that was um, sentimental wise. That was the first shelter I taught at. That's where the Indian Lord Drip was located. <laughs> right, right. Uh, there's probably still some beads under that table from oh. from the, uh, the crafts. I tried my best to clean them up. Yes, so. I appreciate that. I hope so, because, I mean, I hope there are not, because we do try to keep it clean. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, at least it's not, uh, you, if you want to know what the worst shelter is for trash, it's Handicraft always. Oh, there's so much trash in Handicraft. Well, Handicraft is crap. also in the middle of camp, it's too, middle so camp. it's usually where all the campers yeah, go to just right hang out. Yeah, it's right next to the, the game pits. So, yeah. Um, anyway continue on raccoon so first first shelter that i ever taught at i love it because of that definitely sentimental i also like it because of and i think it's less so hidden now i think that it's pointed out in tours but i definitely know back in 2019 whenever i was a camper it was kind of a joke to go up to the trading post staff and ask where the raccoon shelter was yeah because that was like a constant question that they were being berated with right uh, and so i kind of like it because of that i love anything that kind of becomes a trend with the campers here yeah. at Davy Crockett. True, true. We have a lot of things throughout staff that that are returning things, but definitely knowing that those campers have those same kind of memories. Yeah. I love that. I still always will get asked where the raccoon shelter is on the first day. Yep. Like, it, it, it still happens. Um, I will say a, a, a slight downside to the raccoon shelter is the dust. Yeah. You gotta, oh my yeah. gosh. There is infinity dust in the raccoon shelter. All the dust. <laughs> like I have, I have attempted to like brush dust off of the tables and sweep the tables there, but there is just more dust more. under the dust. It never ends. I'm pretty sure the tables are just compacted dust. <laughs> the tables are made out of dust. <laughs> Would not surprise me at all. Um, so yeah, I've been teaching there this year for insect study. And, uh, yeah, my backpack has acquired a little bit more dust every time that I've dropped it off there on one of those tables. It's, but it's a great place. Gotta love it. Now, the next question is a very important question, very interesting question to be asking the dining hall director. What is your favorite dining hall food? Oh. <laughs> that is a very difficult question to answer because it's all so delicious. It, yes, of course. Um... I'm going to answer this in two segments. Okay. I'm going to say what my favorite old dining hall food is, uh, back from whenever we were in the building, and my favorite new dining hall meal, because okay. the menus have changed since then, uh, since we've had been in our new building. Uh, my favorite old meal would be 
we used to have these chicken nuggets that I remember only those described chicken nuggets. as McNuggets. But oh, they were McNuggets. I remember those chicken I, nuggets. Yeah. I miss those chicken nuggets. Really? They were so good. I don't remember them, but I will say I'm not a fan of McNuggets at all. Like, really? Like from McDonald's. I had I had them once and I I wanted to throw up. They were very gross. But um, what is that? <laughs> you, you're you're hitting me where Sorry. it hurts. You're, Sorry, you're hitting the listeners where it hurts. Hey, I'm just I'm just I'm just speaking the truth here. I'm, no. I don't like them. Um, but I don't remember these nuggets. So it may I may have still been vegetarian at that point. I don't know. I'd say uh, so. That might be it. Um, yeah. What What about the new dining hall? So new dining hall. Um, oh, actually, I wasn't done with the first part. Oh, okay. So we had these chicken nuggets and rolls at the old dining ah, hall so they are the same rolls that we used to serve but we have this um product called liquid margarine that oh. we use in the dining hall. <laughs> and, and i, I know because i've talked to some other campers and they have the same memories of this they used to uh the cooks <laughs> do what i can only describe as dump that stuff on the rolls they would take a pan of rolls and just cover it and so you would if you were one of the lucky few that would be at the end of the line oh i remember and you this. would get this roll that was sopping and dripping wet in this morning it was the greatest thing Ten thousand calories oh, or above most amazing thing you've ever experienced <laughs> they, they were the kind of things where you could probably feel your arteries harden yeah. as you ate it and enjoyed every minute of oh, it. You, no. you knew that if it was your time to go you you died happy oh, exactly i i remember this well these very very buttery uh rolls there yeah that, that was amazing um and so, like I said, we still have the roles at the new dining hall, but I think our health um, <laughs> conscious, we've become a slightly more health conscious. Well, that's good to know. We do not um, clog arteries. That is, that is a crying shame. Stephen I don't mind having a couple months shaved off my mm-hmm. life expectancy. Those roles were good. They were good. I think for one staff week, we should take it back. We should, please. We oh, should no. beg Lori to just dump some margarine. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have to abstain from that. Oh, that um, So, new dining hall? New dining hall food. I think the best meal and most... Yeah. Similar okay. to a meal that you would have in the actual uh, outside of camp world is our roast beef. I think we hey, have it about that, once a I'm, week. But that roast saying. beef, the, the I think it's a pot roast is, is what it's labeled as in the dining hall. Okay. It is the juiciest it is the most tender roast beef I've ever had. And I've had a lot of like old it southern ladies roast delicious. beef. <laughs> It doesn't compare. I mean, it's so good. You know, though, I've got to say, we promised the people Bacon Man in the last episode. Uh Uh-huh. We even titled the episode Return of Bacon Man because Hayden was so excited about bringing back the Bacon Man graphic Mm -hmm. on the dining hall menu on the TVs. And guess what we have not had this week on the TVs in the dining hall? Bacon Man? Well, the menu at all, but it's specifically Bacon Man, yes. Bacon Man's return was has, not is postponed. Bacon, Bacon Man's return has been postponed until further notice. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week for the hopefully 
actual return of Bacon Man. We shall see. Oh my. Bacon Um, Man will always be a staple, as well as, I don't know if uh, the campers who are here hopefully will remember it. Um, On the last day of camp, um, on Saturday morning, we feed them muffins. Of course. And we needed a way to make those muffins a little more exciting. Now, personally, I don't believe they needed to be more exciting. (laughs) Muffins are inherently exciting. But... Hayden felt it needed a little, little extra oomph. And so whenever he was making our graphics for the muffins on the menu, I think he added six exclamation points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was really, it was muffins, you know? Muffins! (laughs) I thought you were going to say uh, the Muffin Man, and then I was going to start singing, do you know the Muffin Man? Well, uh, see, I do know him quite well because I serve the muffins on Sunday morning, (laughs) so I do consider myself to be Camp Davy Crockett's Muffin. Oh, you are the Muffin Man. I I thought you were going to say that you serve muffins and so you get them from the source like you meet people oh. to get but no you're claiming muffin man shit you know i'm glad you mentioned that because this is <laughs> slightly off topic but okay. as i was getting the box of muffins out of our um, storage last week to serve them to the campers uh, on week one i was reading the company name and to the best of my knowledge like it's basically called Muffin Corp or something. Like, they just okay. produce muffins. <laughs> and I was thinking it would be great to be, like, an executive in that company because you better believe that you would be calling yourself the Muffin Man. Just I am, instead of CEO, just the yeah. Muffin Man. No, I'm thinking the CEO of muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Representing all muffins. Of course. Always. Who wouldn't want to be the CEO of muffins? Absolutely. All right. Jose, next question. What is your favorite Marvel movie? Oh, wow. All right. This is the most important question. Actually, second most important question that we ask. This is, and it's a great question. The issue with this is I personally love the Marvel movies that I've seen. I think that they're high quality. They're fantastic. And the idea of the cinematic Marvel universe to me is actually like astounding. Okay. But I have never taken the time to watch all of those movies. That's that's okay because we don't expect everyone to have seen every Marvel movie like we losers have. I mean, at Uh, this point, it's what, like 25, 30 movies? Anyway, so... Plus your original series. Yeah, we're not... Because, I mean, I said mine was Into the Spider-Verse, which is not MCU. So it can be like any any Marvel Comics branded film counts for this question. So all that matters is that you've seen any of them and you have a favorite out of the ones you've seen. And if we ever run into a guest that has not seen a single Marvel movie at all, then maybe we can extend it to superhero movie and if they still haven't seen anything then maybe we can just say movie i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens there have you ever seen a motion picture <laughs> hopefully they have at least seen one motion picture in their life um anyway so what, what, what would your favorite marvel movie be james that is a difficult question so out of the ones that i've seen i really enjoyed the first iron man movie i okay. thought that was great out of the newest ones that i've seen um i really enjoyed 
I've just the name has slipped me. It was it was just came out a couple months. Uh, actually, it's been like a Dark, year now. Oh, uh, um, it um, Shang Chi. No, the one just before that, Black Widow. Black Widow. No, it was in between Black Widow and mm-hmm. Shang Chi. There was there. No, it was no. about like these five um, <clears throat> superhero or people Wait. with powers. Are we talking about the like Eternals? A, yeah, the Eternals. Is oh. that is that in the MCU? It is. It is. Yeah. So I, I thought it it was a pretty good movie. I, I know that in the fan group, I know that it had questionable reviews. Yeah, I will say it was a little bit different than most of mm-hmm. pretty much all the other Marvel movies that they made, but still wasn't a bad movie. To me, it isn't entirely a bad thing that it's different, but it did get really bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like most of the bad reviews were just because it's straight away from what Marvel yeah, usually know. does for all those movies. There's some, there's some pros and cons to it. I, I I will say when I. So in theaters, I thought it was okay, and then I rewatched it with my family at home, and was really bored. So I have no idea. Maybe, and I'll have to. I might, I might have to come back and review it once okay. I get through the rest of the yeah. MC. It's not really tied to any of them, yeah. though. But I know it's in the yeah. I did enjoy it, and the main reason for enjoying it is not because I enjoyed the movie per se, but because there was one portion in it that I found to be utterly comical whenever I was in the theater. <laughs> okay. Which is they they're on this. <laughs> ship a uh, spaceship okay. situation and the first time is it is it was going across the screen i looked over at my friend and we just burst out laughing <laughs> because it is the most clunky thing on this on this like 110 inch screen or however big the movie theater screens are you see this big block that takes up like at least three fourths of the screen just going the most least aerodynamic thing that's ever existed i found that so funny that, and i don't know why <laughs> it is it is funny so is that so is that your favorite or iron man which one um, Iron Man probably for tying more into okay. the, to the MCU, okay. but the Eternals holds a special place okay. because of just that. for that. Yeah, yeah. Because John's favorite was Iron Man too. Our, our previous guest. So, oh, yeah. Stella, so that got, was a pretty good movie too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so now it's a quick. We're a little bit ha- past halfway, but it's time to pause for the the word of the day and all of those segment type things. So James, you have a word for us today. I do have a word for you. So it's not a a word that is not commonly used. I would say. Okay. But I've always liked the word vicarious. Oh. I like living vicariously through somebody. Yeah. Because I think it's fun to say. It sounds really nice to roll off the tongue and i kind of like the concept of it just that that whole what it stands for is is an interesting concept to me can you define that concept that concept would be i think living through um a person living through in mind the actions that a person a person is taking Like when, uh, like when a parent uh, brings their kids to do a fun activity, and you say they're living through their yeah. child or something like that. I would yeah. say that, and I think I, I associate it more with like living through movie characters. That's yeah. part of what I love about movies um, is being able to live vicariously live vicarious yeah, through, through them. Yeah, it is a good word. Although I'm not sure why you said it's uh, uh, not a not commonly used word. I don't hear it used that much in everyday speech. <laughs> you don't? That's so strange. <laughs> but if you use the word of the day or any word of the day from any of our episodes in a sentence, when you meet me or Hayden at camp, we will give you a card that you can then bring to the other one of us, and they will give you the official Camp Davy Chronicles patch. 
It is a really nice looking thing. It is a very nice look. I, I saw it from the distance the other day. Yeah. Campfire. It from the distance. <laughs> it looks it looks so good. It is cool. Well now you get one because you've been on the podcast and uh-huh. you, you gave us a word of the day in person on the podcast. Awesome. So that's that kind of got stuff to get a card back and forth to No, 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 no. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, assuming that Hayden is uh that Hayden and I are both here on camp when you are here, then you know. You, which is most of the time. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, oh yeah, joke. Do you have a joke? Joke. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> careful. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tread into some some iffy waters with you, Zap. Oh what? boy, but I know where this is going. <laughs> uh, what What do you call a cow whenever it doesn't shave? Or, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer because yeah. it's one of the five jokes on the milk cartons. We've discussed this way too many times. I'm tired of milk carton jokes. Well, but I think since you know the answer, you have to give it to the listeners. Now. No. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to stoop to this level, James. Do it, Stefan. No. <laughs> Do it for the podcast. No. Do it for the podcast. But first, you have to ask the question correctly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so what's... See, I forgot the beginning <laughs> portion of the joke, though. I see it every day of my life. Okay. <laughs> You're the one who gives us the milk. I know. I'm the milk man, too, the by the way. And the muffin man. Hang on. I'm trying to remember it now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, is it a... Uh... What does a cow get whenever it doesn't shave? What? A moustache. Ah, oh, I didn't say it. Okay. <laughs> good, good, good. No, I won't say it. Wonderful delivery, it. for sure. Um, and hey, we still have quite a few of those jokes left no, to go through the summer, Zeb. No, we need a... Okay, our next guest, I'm sure, will provide a much better joke. We'll see. Whoever, no offense to you, James. Oh, yeah. So, next, whoever, whoever the next guest is for this podcast, which <coughs> should be announced at some point yes. in a few minutes. So I know Stephen has some, uh, some qualms with the milk company, but we'll get to that later for our thought of the day. It's going to be more of a rant, a rant of, the, of day, the day, but okay. But, um, so James, <clears throat> Mr. Mr. Dining Hall Man, um, <laughs> what is <clears throat> one of your favorite camp stories? Favorite camp stories? Wow. That is a very difficult question to answer. There's so many great ones. You can uh, you can provide a, even just a brief moment that, uh, that meant a lot to you. So I think... Um, heartening back to my first year at camp, 2020, uh, where we were mentioning all that fun that we had. Yes, of course. Um, one of my favorite camp stories actually took place with our guest host today, Stefan. Oh, I know where this is about yeah. to go. Do you? And I do. I don't. I'll sit back and listen. I'm actually glad that you're here, Stefan, because I don't remember the beginning portion on how the feud started between right. us and JD. Uh, but that the events did escalate, and we will get to that. All right. So I feel like it started with a certain somebody saying, it's like, hey, what's a good way to prank JD? I don't know why this, this certain somebody, who shall remain un- unnamed for right now, <laughs> wanted to prank JD. Maybe they can provide us a little bit of insight. Right, okay. Gee, I wonder yeah. who that was. I, I do wonder. That it seems like they really, um, absolute loser. But <laughs> uh, I think that that loser might have been thinking, you know, have a little fun at camp. First year there, nobody knew me. So Which is true. Why not mess with the man in charge? Yeah. So well, he wasn't really the man in charge then either. He was still, uh, would, he, would he have been shooting sports director then? He would have been assistant shooting sports director then. Okay. Because Mike was still director. Okay. 
So, uh, future yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just continue the story here. This would have been the year before I took over. Yeah. So, um, I do actually, I do remember how it all lined up now. So I asked that and I remember hearing some stories in the past about like a common prank here at camp is that people would put things up the flagpole. Oh no. And so I stole JV's car keys. Oh no! Uh, I removed. I did remove the fob. Like we the did remove the all the stuff yeah. that you know it will be bad if it got wet or something. Okay. And we put them up the flagpole in the um, old parade field. Yeah. And they were found that morning whenever they came falling down very quickly on um, Samuel in the morning. Oh gosh. Flags. <laughs> Wait, this wasn't at Flags, was it? No, no, okay, we, no. Did not, we did not have Flags. Oh, that's right, we didn't have Flags. This is 2020. Yeah, right, right. right. <clears throat> and so um, we stole the keys and put them up the flagpole, and I thought that it would end there. It um, did not. A side note on Spoiler this, though, <laughs> is that, and I believe, I think it was Stefan, I might be falsely accusing you, but I had Stefan help me with this. But Stefan told on me before no. okay, JV okay, okay. even found I'm gonna, the key. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there because that is a lie. Okay, so the plan was for me and James to go put JD's keys up the flagpole. But at the time, James was not over 18 yet, and I was. Ah. So for youth protection reasons, we needed another adult to come with us, and that other adult was Hayden. <laughs> So we all went, and Hayden was the yeah. one that sold us out to JD. Yes. Ah. Yeah, he, he sold us out, and so JD got his keys and kind of just gave me a stern look and of disapproval. So that's why he doesn't like you. Yeah, that is it all happens <laughs> back to that. Really, it all makes sense now. <laughs> well, uh, you know, at least at least y'all are being responsible and following the rules. For the, yes. The, well, you know, the, the <laughs> yeah. following the rules, the rules as we probably break some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all the rules out past curfew. You were following the important rules of youth protection. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the truly important yes. rules. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Maybe not the... Yeah, anyway. We do not condone putting things up the flagpole. Or no. going out past curfew. Or we're going, going out, out past, past curfew. curfew. Go to bed. There have been... Yes. We need a, there have been much worse things put up the flagpoles here. There but, have been. Uh, yeah, we don't need to go there. No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so... I'm going to, uh, I would let uh, Stephen ask the next question, but since this is the previous guest question and I have it in my brain, I'm just going to go ahead and ask this one as well. Go for it. So our previous guest, John Vaughn, the pool director, asked, um, what is one thing that you always look forward to with staff at camp and something you always look forward to with campers separately? Oh, so, that's, so kind of a double question. Yeah, that, well, that is a fantastic question that he asked. Uh, I look forward to staff really on just the connections that we make. Um, staff week, at least traditionally, is always, you know, like a really fun time for all of us to, to get together. And it, it, we become a family at the end of the summer. So I always look forward to meeting the new staff members who haven't been here before and kind of becoming a part of welcoming them into the family of Davy Crockett and all of us making that connection. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I have a specific activity, but becoming a part of that family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for campers, my favorite part of having campers here, the thing that I look most forward to is getting to do 
um, cheers and songs with them. Oh, yeah. Even though I'm in the dining hall and I rarely get to uh, be a part of Flags in the Morning where we do the cheers and all, just getting to see them uh, out the window and hear them do the cheers <laughs> and songs yeah. brings a little bit of joy in, in my heart. Yeah. I love it. That is, that, is, that is always one of my favorite things, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have you you kind of own the uh, Yogi Bear song. Oh, I love the Yogi Bear song. Yogi Bear is a is a bop any day of the week. It, it is. is, and it's so much fun. Uh, I think last week we had um, Cindy Batten. Oh, of course, one of our yes. Yeah, and one of the lines in the song is uh, Yogi has a girlfriend to Cindy. Cindy, and she always whenever whenever it comes time for Cindy, she comes running across the field yes. and leaps up in in acrobatics. <laughs> and it, it's so yeah, she does it at our troop meetings too. We always sing a song at our troop meetings in two forty, and uh, whenever we do Yogi Bear, she's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, she's a very fun person. <laughs> All right, one of your last questions of the evening: doors or wheels? Doors or wheels? So that is a fantastic question, and it's a question that's been answered differently by every person to come on the podcast. Wait, there are only two answers. <laughs> There are only two. Okay, true. Okay. Well, we have had a fair number of people. Maybe I only listened to two episodes of the oh, podcast. Okay, but... Fake fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. There was there was that one episode where we went. Uh, what was it? Eyes or legs? Eyes or legs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am Team Door. Ah. Hey. Mm. Yeah. Controversial here. I know. Yeah. No. I'm Team Door. We actually did confirm that uh, when if you Google this. All of the uh, all of the results you find all come to the conclusion of wheels. So I think well, well you know, don't Google believe everything you read on the internet. So. <laughs> um, and I'm just saying, I came up with this conclusion already, and then Google just affirmed me. So no, yeah, no. yeah. Anyway, uh, sure thing, James. Anyway, but uh, the final thing is, what is um, with a question that you want to ask the next guest? So my question that I want to ask the next guest is, what has been your experience? with what I like to call the Camp Baby Crockett Raccoon Mafia. What? <laughs> so I never heard of oh, the Raccoon oh, Mafia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, getting the, I'm, I'm getting the idea here. Yeah. So every staff member that I have met separately <laughs> has had some experience or dealing with the raccoons here at camp and they tend to be in groups a group that can only be described as a mafia (laughs) Um, and those are always to be the most entertaining stories so I want to know that is a really good question that is yeah I'm glad we're getting a a question a a little bit more on the on the fun side of things because as much as I like these uh, these uh, (laughs) questions about you know everything to look forward to in the week oh man raccoon mafia stories real interesting um was one thing I always like to tell the scouts when I'm in their campsites for check-in or whatever, when I explain the trash box to them, is I tell them, this is this is our bear box, it should be bear-proof, raccoon-proof, because uh, the raccoons have not figured out how to open it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> key word there. That is, <laughs> yet always, is a I key just word. I can see it in my mind, the raccoons stacking themselves on each other and unhooking the carabiner and then two extra stacks on the side to lift the... I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to figure it out. Oh, it will happen. Yeah. And I, 
I um my first story with the raccoon mafia. I won't get into the whole story, okay. but I truly believe that I walked into a mafia meeting, <laughs> and I think that they're out to get me ever since. Like I think I know something that I'm not supposed to know, but I don't put it past the fact of them planning okay. to do this. Okay. Well, hopefully they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Raccoons, if you're listening, um. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wish I had some kind of a threat to offer, but um, <laughs> um, um, we both know the threats are one-sided. Oh, raccoon mafia! If you're listening, stop listening and, and unlisten, please, raccoons. Um, so our, our next guest uh, for week three, our episode that will be dropping July fourth, is going to be with a Zachary Pop Tart Williams. Oh man! The 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 moment everyone's been looking for, uh, looking forward to and waiting for. Whatever <laughs> you say, not that no one's been waiting for you, James. But yeah, uh, the people want Pop Tarts. Pop Tarts. <laughs> I know where consistently I popular. <laughs> Pop-Tart is maybe a little too popular yeah. with the kids, but you know, that's why we got it. We got to get them views. Yeah. <laughs> we do it for the views and because, you know, I like Pop-Tart. He's a cool guy. Yeah, Pop-Tart uh, is a cool guy. He's a, he's a good friend. Absolutely. Um, a couple of more uh, shout outs and things that I promised that I would mention on this episode, though. One, um, uh, Langley. That's all. Uh, another thing, um, <laughs> spiky black caterpillar. We did find one in insect study class, and then later in Matthew's bird study class, which it's not a bird, but we still looked at it, and we were talking about it, and someone told me I should talk about it on podcasts. podcast, so I said, okay, spiky black caterpillar. If you see a spiky black caterpillar, don't touch it, because they're venomous, just so you know. Anyway, and the other thing is um, 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 my salamander. <laughs> you you all I know are aware I of, do. of the salamander. You've made several announcements. I have man. made several announcements and comments about him. I am here to report. Well, I'll go back to the beginning. I have a, a, a Lego salamander. It's the salamander from Frozen 2, Bruni. Very near and dear to my heart, especially because my sister gave him to me for my birthday. And... Um, I brought him with me to the ecology room as an example of an amphibian and to have on display. So I take him out in my reptile and amphibian class to show the class is a nice prop, you know, a nice visual aid to have. I set him down on the porch and bring my class down into the old parade field for 15 minutes and come back and he's gone. He's been misplaced somehow. And um, so I ask people, you know, if anyone's seen him, uh, if anyone knows where he is, please bring him back. Today, Thursday, I can report he has been brought back to the ecology hey. room. Um, however, he does have some battle scars. He is missing an eye and two feet and a scale off of his head. So, I have decided um, I'm going to turn him into a cyborg <laughs> to, uh, to replace these parts. And um, that way he can be my, uh, my bodyguard and uh, vengeance salamander. If ever, if ever I need anyone to go out and was like a, you know, a, a hitman salamander, I'll have my cyborg ready to go. Um, so that's the plan with, with, with for Cyborg Bruni. Um, I don't think that I'll be keeping him at camp, though, because I think he's been too traumatized by his week of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of being lost. Losing an eye and <laughs> yeah, two and legs will do that to you. Yeah, so... <laughs> Happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us, indeed. Um, the volleyball... Did I mention that I... did? I, yes, I did mention that I covered the volleyball on YouTube. You did? Yes, volleyball highlight coverage will be on YouTube. Um, if you have any questions... 
to give to the podcast, you can send them to campbabychronicles at gmail.com. Also follow our Instagram for new pictures every day all summer. And um, we said this a long while ago, but now we have a few more listeners. I want to say if anyone has would like to uh, give us a new theme song outro, if you want to send in any musical submissions to the email, those would be awesome. You mean um, you don't want your... Well, my your brother, brother? Has, has been on there for a while, and he is okay if someone re- replaces him. I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just speaking for him on his behalf. Anyway, <laughs> um, we do have... Uh, we're, we're running low on time, but we still need to do the staff quote segment and the thought of the day. So we're going to we're gonna rush through these staff quotes here. First off, a blimp is just a sky submarine. <laughs> Can you guess who said that? That is... That's I could see... Shade. I could see Shade saying that, but uh, I'm going to go... I know the stereotypical answer for this is going with Clayton. That Clayton. Everyone's said, always answers Clayton. I don't know why. Everyone just so I, I don't want to go Clayton, Clayton, but I I'm feel like gonna, that's a Clayton thing to say. I'm just going to straight up tell you none of these today are Clayton. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to bet with someone at Eagle Band. I'm going to go Avery. Okay. What do you think, James? I'm sticking with Shade. Okay. So I took advantage of Hayden not being here, and this is a Hayden Yvara quote. Dang. <laughs> Uh, this is actually an older quote from before the summer, but I just pulled it out of my back pocket. <laughs> a blimp is just a sky submarine. That was him. All right, now these the next two are from this week staff camp or not this week of camp from staff. JD, I do believe, can be confirmed not to be a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> was that ever in any doubt at some point this week? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think confirmed that JD is not a coyote? I think that that, that feels like a Matthew Williams okay. thing to me. <laughs> I don't know why this was the first staff member to pop in my head, but I'm going to go Ethan Rose. Oh, yeah, I could see that one. I could see that one. I could see that one. Um, this was neither of the above. Oh. This was our previous guest, John Bond. Oh. He told the story that he was out uh, to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, like 2 or 3 a.m., and he saw a coyote. And then less than a minute later, he saw JD walk out of the staff lodge, and he said he saw them in close proximity, so he now can confirm that JD's not a coyote. Um, last quote. If you have long enough monkey wrenches, you can do anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I feel like that's a Jerry Moyer. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go with Stefan on this one. Okay. Jerry. It's not. Really? Yeah. This was Trey, our aquatics director. I could see that. Yeah. We were talking about uh, the hose that I was trying (laughs) to unscrew, and he said, you should have used monkey wrenches. I said... Uh, Caleb the ranger said that, that, that he had tried using tools on this hose and it was not a winnable battle and said no if you have long enough monkey wrenches you can do anything <laughs> okay so now I think we may we may go a little over time again but Stephen you have to you have to fill us in okay my thought slash rant of the day so for the joke of the day Jose here James used a joke from the back I knocked over the table. <laughs> you said, I got knocked over the table. I bumped the table. Okay. okay. He's so mad he's flipping <laughs> tables. <laughs> flipping tables over this milk right. carton. So he used a joke from the Dairy Pure milk cartons, which Dairy Pure is just the name, it's just the brand name of the milk cartons that we have here. So if you look at the joke, 
on those cartons, just under the joke, there's like a link that they printed on the bottom that says visit, visit dairypure.com slash games. <laughs> so we were very I intrigued. was intrigued by this. So as you do, you get onto the the internet and you go to dairypure.com slash games. <laughs> do you know what they did not have on that link, Seth? I do, but please tell me. Games. <laughs> there were no games. It was just a link to their website. It's a scam. I was ruse. I felt betrayed. <laughs> I felt bamboozled. I was lied to. It was like, what else are they lying to me about? Is it even pure dairy? <laughs> are those jokes even I, funny? I just don't know what to believe anymore. Uh, it's straight up false advertising. Oh, no. So, Stephen, when you go to law school, uh, you got you to gotta come oh, back for us. And I, I know. I know who I'm going to be suing first. <laughs> Straight out of law school. <laughs> That'll definitely Dairy, make a name for you. If yourself. anyone from Dairy Pure is listening to this podcast, <laughs> you better watch out because three years from now, I'm coming. You better take that link off of your cartons now before yeah. Steven comes up with his lawsuit. Absolutely. Or add some games. Or, or, or add some games. Apps. Better I'll yet, add that. games to the website. We'll I'm, take it. I'm envisioning a game where you <laughs> shave a cow's mustache. <laughs> mustache <laughs> yeah. shaver. <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay well guys I think I can confirm it has been a great day to be a scout at Camp Davy Fun normally Hayden says bye after that <laughs> bye bye <laughs>